0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels. How
1: old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother what engagement? How card long give? before a wedding should I send out save the dates? How many games are in the first series Use of Use IMAP the NBA to playoffs. check email, email on other email clients. Identify fonts
1: where from where from to find. We were four stuff. Power. Welcome
0: back to. Welcome SEO Predictions Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day covering our bold SEO predictions for 2019. Okay, joining us for SEO predictions week again is Jordan Cooney, who is the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Today, Jordan and I are going to continue our sharing Jordan's predictions, specifically focusing on how government regulations will affect your SEO strategy in 2019. Here's the fourth installment of SEO Predictions Week with Jordan Cooney, CEO of SearchMetrics
1: Inc. Jordan, welcome to the show. Hey Ben. Uh, yep, we're uh, we're we're diving in here. We're we're getting to the finish line
0: now. I know. We're now we're going to talk about things that are a little less technical and kind of deeper dives in terms of the predictions. We're going to talk about some external factors, um, specifically about the possibility for regulation in the technology industry. So, Jordan, what's your Prediction for regulation in 2019.
1: Well, Ben, you know uh, regulation is is a very interesting topic, and it's super relevant right now, predominantly because Sundar, the the CEO of Google, uh, recently testified in front of Congress and in the House Judiciary Committee, um, and, and so there's there's a little bit of conversation around this. But um, if you really take a step back, The reality is that regulation for Google is not something new. They've been dealing with this um, really since kind of the 2010 to 12 era when European uh, legislators, in particular the EU, really started to come down on looking at certain Google practices and ensuring that those practices were not malicious or monopolistic in, in nature.
0: Yeah, I think that there's the conversation that happened with Google's CEO and the Judiciary Committee. And and that just happened in December, you know, this month when we're recording December of 2018. And a lot of the conversation centered around customer privacy. And I specifically, I'm thinking of a congressman who was asking Google's CEO, if I take my cell phone and I move from the right side of the house and sit with my friends on the democratic side of the house and i moved to the left does google know that i've moved and so a lot of this has to do with device tracking location and it's not just necessarily a google question but about location about privacy and we can talk a little bit about gdpr you know do you think that google is going to get regulated because of concerns about privacy, or is it an at the competitive landscape that they're looking at that Google basically owns all of search?
1: Well, I mean, to answer this question specifically, it, it really it really is both. Um, uh, fundamentally, if we're going to be truly unbiased regulators of search, we need to understand how its its own ecosystem is playing out from a competitive standpoint, as well as the ability to understand how privacy plays a role in that competitiveness. So I think those two things really kind of go in some degree hand in hand, and they're isolated uh, situations altogether. Because the reality, Essendar highlighted, privacy varies based on users' preferences. If you want Google to track your every move, and you want to send that information to some app or to some some company you can choose to do that. And that is not necessarily a privacy issue because you've chosen as an individual to allow Google to track your every move or or any other company or app or device that may be connected with your phone. And subsequently, that will also then impact your own search results because Google is going to customize those results to ensure that there is the most relevant and useful information based on all the factors and data points that Google can acquire. So the interesting thing here is that in order for our legislation and our um, government representatives to truly understand this matter, they first need to understand that much of these concepts that they want to regulate are intertwined with one another. They're interdependent with one another. And it is very, very critical for them to take into consideration the ramifications of those changes as they regulate them and create regulation for them.
0: I think that the U.S. Congress is going to look at what happened in Europe, specifically with GDPR, which was meant to protect customer data and privacy. And they're looking at what happened with Facebook. And they're looking at the ability for devices to understand people's behaviors and sort of create these profiles. And, you know, it conflicts with the goal of marketers and and our ability to, to target and profile people for the use of, you know, valid marketing practices. And even though, you know, the average marketer is, you know, collecting data and asking for opt-ins, I don't think that consumers always know what they're accepting in their terms and conditions. And so there's going to be regulation similar to GDPR that's going to require additional pieces of consent for marketers to get access to data. And I think that that will be something that affects more than just Google. And it's, you know, very much related to what's happening with Facebook as well and their data
1: collection practices? Yep. You're absolutely right, Ben. And I think that that is the fundamental challenge that we have as a society, as technology leaders, as companies. We have to be mindful of the fact that many of our constituents, many of our users have no idea what they're opting into and what they're choosing to do. And our government bodies need to do a better job of protecting us as consumers. And that is why I do predict that at some point here in the near future, regulation, including in 2019, Our big prediction here is that regulation will come down, and it'll come down in two forms, likely in the personal private data protection realm, as well as, and this is the trickier one because our government right now is a is a very conservative government who believes in who believes really in in freedom of competition. Um, But I also predict that in order for them to legislate on one side, they will have to invariably create restrictions in terms of competition.
0: Which is interesting to me because you're saying that essentially, the government is going to regulate, they're basically going to call Google a search monopoly. Is that what you're you're suggesting?
1: Well, I think it'll, it's going to be more aligned to the practices, right? So is it okay for Google to monopolize the entire mobile screen with a map when you're doing a local search query and that map happens to be a Google map? So, so those are the types of things that I think that we need to have a very clear conscious bias on and our government officials need to make a decision as to or whether or not that's a fair practice and whether or not that really is the way we want our consumers to be targeted. And so I think that's where those two things go hand in hand, privacy as well as competition.
0: Yeah, I have questions about whether there will be regulation of the competitive landscape specifically in search. And I think that the argument for Google here is Google is clearly the dominant player in search and and may very much have a monopoly in search, but Google has plenty of competition. Uh, They are competing against Amazon and Facebook and Apple in a couple different fronts, right? On the device side, they're obviously competing with Apple, you know, Android versus Apple, you know, in terms of voice search, even though they have a strategic relationship and e-commerce, they're fighting an e-commerce front. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, Google makes the vast majority of their revenue as a data provider and advertiser and Facebook is the big competition there. So, you know, to me, it's kind of like there are these, basically there has been consolidation at the top in the tech industry and you've had these, Major powers forming and growing and accumulating more strength over time. And, you know, if you're going to regulate Google because they are dominant in the search space, how do you not regulate Facebook, who is dominant in the social media space? Or how do you not regulate Amazon, who's becoming more dominant in e commerce? I-, I think the government shies away from that. And I think that it, they focus their efforts on regulating for privacy and they basically just make. Almost a carbon copy of what GDPR is,
1: and I and I totally agree with you. That is the, the the predicament that we are in, which is how how is it that we can say there is this diverse, unique, competitive landscape in the technology world, but then simultaneously, I think that the opposite argument to that is if we want to protect consumers then we also have to protect the competitive nature of these ecosystems. And so I think that on one side of the aisle, the lawyers are going to be arguing that. On the other side of the aisle, the lawyers are going to be arguing your point, which is that there's this huge, diverse, competitive landscape. And then we're ultimately going to see where this thing nets out. Tens of hundreds of millions of dollars will be wasted on expensive lawyers. And eventually, I think our legislators are going to have to make a decision or our courts are going to have to make a decision on some of these issues.
0: So basically what you're saying is 2019 is going to be a good time to be a corporate lawyer at Google.
1: Yeah, well I wouldn't just say Google, I'm sure it'll be uh, at uh, Facebook uh, as well and, and maybe even yeah, at Apple. Exactly. It'll be it'll be a definitely a good year and all the firms that support those companies will be will certainly be cashing in on, on that opportunity.
0: If there are any law students listening, hang in tight there, your ship is coming in.
1: Yeah, maybe we can attract some law students to our podcast after this. <laughs>
0: That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So, Jordan, let's go a little deeper for a second. I mentioned that there was the uh, conversation about a congressman looking at, you know, sort of device location and how the implications for privacy. With the judiciary hearing, did anything else stick out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, what... One of the big things, and I think if anyone wants to listen to the three hours of of, of video that came from the testimony, I want to highlight the fact that so much time was dedicated to political bias. So much time was dedicated to the election. And I really think that that's very unfortunate because uh, the reality is, is that that bias, as all of you who are search marketers know, that bias is inherently generated by users behaviors. And I don't know if Sundar could have made that point any more clear that they use all these ranking factors from the users who are essentially um, evaluating and and determining what content is the most important. And that is how rankings essentially get, get determined. I mean, yes, there are other factors when you're dealing with the competitive factors like performance, we talk a lot about that accessibility and, you know, links and stuff like that. But fundamentally, this bias is not a bias that's created by Google. It's a bias that's created by the users who are engaging with this content. And I wouldn't necessarily even call it a bias. I would just call that user behavior, consumer behavior. You know, it's like if you walked into a store, people buy more popular products than less popular products. It's it's inherently part of our consumption DNA, whether it be content on a web or a product on the shelf in a store.
0: Yeah. Without going into either of our personal politics, because honestly, this is not the place for that. I think the example that comes up in my mind that highlights what you're talking about is there was a congresswoman who said, when you search in Google under images for the word idiot, a picture of Donald Trump comes up. So Google is therefore biased against the Republican Party and Donald Trump. And Google's response was, we are not choosing to put that picture there. It is an algorithm that is taking signals from all of the people that use Google and associating what they think with the word idiot. And there are more people that are associating a picture of Donald Trump with the word idiot you know, than there is anything else.
1: Sundar so can have done a better job explaining how that happens and why that happens. And the unfortunate thing is the ignorance and lack of knowledge from our elected representatives is just appalling. And to jump on top of that, because this is not about our own political beliefs, this is just about how this technology works, the more appalling piece of this is that, I'm sure all of you know this, maybe you don't, but it's important for you to know this, that all of these elected officials have millions of dollars to spend on staff, which is predominantly a group of lawyers that help educate them, teach them, guide them, coach them on these matters. And the thing that is really appalling to me about this entire testimony is that whoever is working for these elected officials clearly has no clue how the internet works. And that's that's the saddest part about this.
0: Yeah, I, I disagree. And I don't think it's that they have no clue how the internet works. I think that this is politics being politics, where because there is a perceived bias against the Republican Party, and there is... There is a powerful Republican Party spearheaded by a Republican president, even though the Republican leaders might understand how the Internet works, or at least their staff does. It doesn't behoove them to play smart and say, hey, Google is just reflecting what the masses say. They want to say that this is unfair because when people use Google, then there is some question in their mind. I, I honestly think that this is politics and that's just the nature of the game and it's not necessarily related to seo practices even though google is fielding the pressure of politics it's that there is an a sediment that might be one-sided that google is publicizing because that's the signal they're getting from their users whether you know it's your personal belief or my personal belief is irrelevant that's what google is is basically saying is like hey look when somebody's looking for an idiot most people or a, the majority of people are relating that to Donald Trump and we are highlighting that it doesn't mean that Donald Trump is an idiot it doesn't mean that he's not an idiot right but the republican party is obviously going to say hey this is unfair whether it's you know google's practices are are fair or not correct correct that's 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 the nature of politics let's turn the page a little bit away from the potential political biases in this conversation into how does this actually affect SEOs? So as you're talking about the privacy regulations and as you're talking about, you know, the anti-competitive regulations that could be coming down, what should SEOs do to prepare or, you know, get ready for these potential circumstances?
1: I mean, I got to tell you, it's really difficult. It's not easy to prepare for this. And it's really funny because search metrics is, a we're, we're we originated in Germany and, and we have a German parent company. Um, based out of Berlin. And and, and we have many, many, many more customers in Europe than we do in the U.S. And it was really interesting as much of the EU regulation came to be, not just GDPR, but even before that on the competitiveness and the competitive nature of Google, it was really fascinating to hear how many of our customers reacted to those changes. Um, And some of them were very eager and very attuned to what was going on And they themselves started to adapt, improve their content, adjust their practices to become more relevant in a changing competitive landscape. Many people don't know this, but in Europe, there are now requirements that Google has to adhere to in order to have a truly competitive ecosystem around certain keyword phrases, around certain industries, in particular, classified businesses... Uh, which have been decimated, um, and as well as shopping comparison businesses, which have been decimated, obviously, in the US, but also had been in Europe and now have a much more competitive um, chance in Europe post-regulation. And so the real takeaway there, Ben, because this is a great question is, you have to be present, aware of these changes, and then have your organization ready to adapt and jump on these opportunities if it's relevant, because it's not always relevant and in all the time it's very isolated.
0: Yeah. The first thing that sticks out in my head is when there are these changes and it's hard to predict, you know, uh, regulatory changes and, you know, we're speculating obviously on how Congress might come down and whether they're going to regulate against Google for privacy concerns, whether it impacts all marketers, whether there's going to be anti-regulatory or, you know, privacy regulations. Uh, This really just goes into what's your planning process? And how are you able to be nimble? Because when these regulations do happen, it's essentially the same thing as an algorithm change, right? The landscape is changing and you need to be able to adjust and adapt. And so, you know, having a good set of your priorities, being able to stay on top of what's happening and being able to carve the space to make the changes that you need to without it impacting your other priorities is, going. you know, the the people that are going to be able to move the fastest are going to win. And so staying nimble and, and staying on top of the changes is, you know, the, the way to stay ahead.
1: You are so right, Ben. I couldn't have said it better.
0: Interesting topic, 2019, uh, and how Google plays nice with the government here in the US. Fascinating. And we're, we're looking forward to hearing what's going to happen. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his bio in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. If you have general marketing questions or you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Chap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss how Google will change their distribution strategy for search. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, We'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.